When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined here at Greensboro Coliseum on the opening day of interviews and sessions here in the uh, Greensboro, I guess it's not a regional, it's the East Regional, but it's a Greensboro location. Uh, I'm joined by Dylan Ballard of ASEA Blue. Dylan, how are you? I'm doing good, man. We traveled down today and... uh, Got all the stuff rolling, got done with the interviews, just watched the final team practice, open practice. So now it's just waiting until tomorrow for this side. It's already been a few upsets today. March March Madness is underway, but uh, the location we're at won't be underway until 12 o'clock tomorrow. And then, of course, the Cats will play to 710. So it's just, I think, the Big Blue Nation and even us all here are just highly anticipating that 7-10 matchup tomorrow, of course, with the way the last few years have ended. Yeah, we're sitting here right now inside the Coliseum and just getting a feel of March Madness and uh, what this location is going to bring. Kentucky gets the uh, the green floor, the floor with the green around it. I think it's the same floor they had last year. Same exact floor. Uh, so, yeah, it's the exact same floor. I don't know if it's maybe the same pieces or what. I, I know they're, they've probably changed some things, hopefully. But uh, this is a nice arena the location of the ACC tournament. I mean, we're in ACC country and territory down here, but Kentucky, Providence tomorrow night, Dylan, uh, we've seen today that this tournament's already going to be wild. We, we knew what to expect going into this thing, and I'm sure we'll have some wild moments here in, in this building over the course of the next two to three days. But we did get to see Kentucky today. We got to see Kentucky in the locker room. We got to interview the players. We got to hear from John Calipari, and then we got to watch about 40 to 45 minutes of an open practice where every single player was available participating. Xavier Wheeler getting up and down the floor. When we walked in that locker room today, uh, Xavier Wheeler was by far the most popular player in the locker room, given that he hasn't played since February 4th. I think he missed the final nine games of the season leading up to uh, the NCAA tournament, but he says he expects to play tomorrow so I guess the the my thought is this what do you expect from Sophie Wheeler tomorrow and, and do you expect him to play yeah I think the big story today of course is severe like you said you walk into that locker room and normally a few people here a few people there pretty much everyone was surrounding severe and uh, I think that severe will play because he said today he was expecting to he was excited to be back with his teammates but you have to think John Calipari and team just because he hasn't been in in so long, like you said, it's been since since February fourth. He hasn't been in in so long, and the, and the way he plays is so drastically different. But with that being said, Kaysen has had a lot of injuries, and this team has uh, gotten foul trouble a few times. The depth is not there. I think it'd be nice to have a point guard, but I would expect John Calipari to play him as needed. I mean, the guy hasn't played in over a month, so I would expect an as needed role tomorrow, Sean. Yeah, I, th- I think you operate like you're not going to have Savier but then you get in a situation where you, you have to have him, then I, th- I think it's going to be nice to be able to go to him and have another ball handler. And the things that, that he can do, if, if he is 
close to 100%. He can be disruptive on the defensive end. He can pick up and, and play 93, 94 feet defensively. He changes the pace of the game. And I apologize if you hear some background noise here. There's literally every TV crew inside the the arena doing their stand up, their stand ups at five o'clock and six o'clock, getting ready. But Xavier Wheeler's impact tomorrow, I think it can be a big one. But you don't want to have to come down to the end of the game and the ball have to be in Xavier Wheeler's hands. If if you're in that situation, one, it's not the best scenario for Xavier, and it's not the best case for Kentucky, especially with a guy that has not played since February fourth. I would expect him to stay under 10 minutes tomorrow. I would as well. Yeah. Maybe two spurts, maybe a three- or four-minute spurt here. If it goes well, maybe you feel good about going to him again. If not, maybe you don't go again. Maybe it's just a four-minute segment or a three-minute segment, depending. And it would be ideal if Kentucky has the lead and it's not a deficit. I mean, because that's the thing to watch. If Kentucky starts poorly, does Cal go Sabir? I think the game and the flow of it could dictate maybe what we see and what that role is tomorrow night. But if you can play him, let's say, seven to ten minutes and he looks good and then he gets another practice under his belt on Saturday if they win and going into Sunday, then maybe you see the minutes increase throughout the NCAA tournament and you get to that next weekend and maybe he's able to give you a little bit more. But just being available, I think, is the biggest part. Yeah, for me, it's having him available. And, two, you have to watch if you're John Calipari that you don't put severe in – in a bad situation himself where Sevier has not played in a month. Today we watched open practice. Of course it was an open practice. He didn't look to have that same exact step. He looked good, but he didn't have that same exact step that he always did. He hasn't played in a month, and he's coming off ankle injury and a minor procedure. There's so much going on with him and, of course, all the other stuff that we won't get into around you know, the, the questions of how they looked when he wasn't in versus when he was in. And you don't want to put him in a situation where he's having to play 25, 30 minutes and the team's relying on him after kind of what he's been through. So I, I'm with you, Sean. I think there's going to be a couple of spurts here and there unless we see Kaysen get or Kaysen get hurt or if Kaysen's dealing with that injury again or re-injure something. I think having him available because John Calipari even said it last week, we were in a situation for a minute the other night when Kaysen got hurt of we just got to get it up the floor. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about that if Severe is available. And like you said, the 94 feet is huge being able to guard on ball. Kaysen seems to have always been a great defender, one of the best that I think John Calipari's had under him at the guard position. But he doesn't do as well on ball full court press, and that's what Severe is good at. So I think you just play him as needed tomorrow. And there's a lot of other storylines, though, going into this game. But that's the big one today. That, that is the big one. And to me, it's, it's, it's a situation where I do think we see Xavier Wheeler on the floor. Given what I saw today during the open practice and what has been said during interviews and John I don't Calipari, think they would put him in the situation no, of all they, the questions he had to answer. If he I don't, they, they wouldn't have made him available. Because in, in Nashville, he wasn't available because they said he's still hurt. So for the, the fact that he's practiced this week, and been full go. He did tell us today that there were more opportunities to practice this this week with the longer week going into the tournament. They had some days off of practice going into the SEC tournament. So I think that that helps as well. So I do think we'll see Sabir, but I will make a prediction. If it's a close game, I don't know if we see him in the second half unless situations present it and they're forced to go there because I just think that's a ton of pressure on a guy that has not played competitively since February 4th. I think you'll see Kentucky ride with Kaysen and Antonio Reeves Chris Toppin and Oscar down the stretch. And then CJ participated today. Kaysen Wallace was full go today. It looks like Kentucky's going to be at full strength or close to it for as the first time in a <laughs> long, long time. So I think that's a big thing as well. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But we've made it through seven, eight minutes of the show without talking a mention of Bryce Hopkins. And he was a popular guy today as well. We went in that Providence locker room and every single Kentucky media member that was in there went to Bryce or they got Bryce at the podium when they had the players there as well. And Bryce spoke for about three minutes about Kentucky and his experience and the relationship that he still has with guys. And you, I don't know if you were in the hallway or not, but I'm standing there and Bryce comes out of the locker room and Kentucky's locker room is right beside him. Lance Ware comes up, hugs him. Xavier Wheeler comes up and hugs him. There's still a lot of love between these guys, and tomorrow night will be fun, probably weird going against him, but Bryce does appear to to kind of have a mindset of he's ready for this moment. I think Kentucky's ready for this moment. Pressure's on someone here. Yeah, I think it's on Bryce. I, I do as well, and I came into today thinking – that, man, this moment may be too big because of some comments we'd heard throughout the year that Bryce had mentioned here and there in articles. Maybe they were, you know, misleading or what. But you would have to think, and it was kind of a situation of Cal kind of had to pick between a couple guys, and he wasn't one of them, and he succeeded. I thought for sure coming into the day that it the moment might end up being too big for Bryce. Of just it would be for anybody in that situation of all the pressures on you. And you're right, it is there. But he seemed pretty calm and cool today. The, the only quote that kind of uh, gave me the hint of, He's all in on this. Was well, didn't even come from him. A, a reporter today asked him if ask his teammates said everyone but Bryce answer this at the podium, and he said they said simply what has Bryce said about his experience at Kentucky, and he said before he called himself he kind of wishes he had had a fair shot there is what he's told us. Yeah. So I mean so there there's thoughts there there's intent there even if Bryce isn't saying it he's been coached up by his team to not say those things. Bryce definitely and and it's human nature. Bryce definitely probably wants to kind of show everybody that he was he was able to play last year. And, and not only is Bryce different from the version that he was a year ago, Bryce didn't make an appearance in the NCAA tournament. No. He's not played a minute of NCAA tournament basketball. So Bryce is a different version of himself. Well, his matchup tomorrow night, Jacob Toppin, is also a different version of himself. John Calipari spoke a lot about Jacob today and his growth at Kentucky, not just over the course from sophomore year to senior year, but the growth – that has happened within this season in itself. And I think when you look at this Kentucky roster from top to bottom, the most improved player and the biggest reason why Kentucky did climb its way out of the, I guess, the NCAA bubble up to a sixth seed is probably because of Jacob Toppin's production in the final 14, 15 games of the year. And I expect a big effort from Toppin tomorrow night, and I think that that's a matchup where they're friends. But I also think that not only does Bryce take this thing personally, I think Jacob takes it personally as well. Jacob, 
Jacob is the reason this season was turned around. I was talking with a reporter today, and I said, where would this team be if Jacob had not turned it around? Uh, we saw where they were when he was kind of going through his funk, and then now you see it all the way up to John Calipari names him team captain. Uh, Brian, Jacob leads on the floor, and Jacob does a great job at that. He's In his last seven games, he's averaging 15 and eight. You know, and that's – he helped bring – he played mostly a point guard or bring the ball up role in at Arkansas. If you would have asked us before that Louisville-LSU game, somewhere in there, if that would have happened, we'd have told you you were crazy because Jacob Toppin, it looked like that Cal had maybe made the wrong choice there. Uh, but what Jacob means to this team now and the versatility he brings, bringing the ball up the floor, uh, rebounding. Improved three-point shot. Improved three-point shot, the way he cuts to the basket. Jacob, I think, is one of the X factors tomorrow, not just because he's guarding Bryce Hopkins and the headline storyline, but just for this team. Jacob's become one of the more important players on this roster, and especially if Kentucky wants to make a run in March. Jacob Toppin has to be able to shoot that three like you were talking about, get to the basket, and rebound. I agree with that. And John Calipari, too, fielded some questions today, and I know one of them towards the end was asked about the pressure of being the head coach of Kentucky now. I mean, we're a decade and a half into this thing at Kentucky, and and I think that there's always been pressure on, always on will Cal, be here. and there always will be. But, but Dylan, I think it's actually it's growing by the season, given Kentucky do, hasn't had a run in this tournament. They, they've not won a tournament game, and, and Cal's wanting to get away from that whole narrative of 2019, 2020, where the tournament was canceled and things, because he's convinced that Kentucky was winning a national championship that season. I'm not convinced that that was what was going to happen. We had no guarantee. We saw that a year ago, that there's no guarantee in this tournament. You, you see that today in the upsets and things that are going on around college basketball and in this tournament already. There are no guarantees in March. And at one point, there, there was a guarantee in this program. There was a guarantee Kentucky was going on a deep run those first four or five years. This program desperately needs tomorrow night. It desperately needs Saturday. It needs a run to the Sweet 16 in New York City because it's been a while, and there needs to be something. We we all need to be leaving Greensboro talking about something positive and not the narrative of it's been so-and-so years since a Final Four appearance. And, and I, I said this earlier today to you and some other people. At one point, John Calipari gave a quote, and this isn't word for word, but I remember maybe his introductory press conference at Kentucky. He said, when, we're doing, when we get this right and we're doing it right, we're going to Final Fours, we're playing in national championships, we're winning national championships. Well, Dylan, if that's the case – They've not been doing it right since 2015. We haven't so, been there in a while. And that's well, that's the precedent and that's the expectation that Cal set 13, 14 years ago. And, and that's okay. That's what Kentucky is. They need to get back to that. But winning against Providence at 7 o'clock tomorrow night is the first step to getting back to that. Tony Bennett today would probably – no, for hey, sure. You're talk, if you're talking runs, and we'll get into that in a moment, but just what are your thoughts centered around Cal – and just how big is this game? Because it feels like each appearance in the tournament gets even bigger for John Calipari. I don't think that was the case for Roy Williams. I don't think that was ever the case for Mike Krzyzewski. I, I just don't feel – I feel like we're at a point here where each game – this one is big. If they lose it, they get back to this thing again next year. Next year becomes even bigger. I just – you got to get that monkey off your back. And the thing with John Calipari is a lot of that is – and, Sean, you're around him all the time – you're around this program all the time. A lot of that's his personality, and it, it fits this program well when it's done right. When you're John Calipari and you're making the statements he makes and you're making the, uh, you can keep shooting through me, I got bazooka holes through me, and they're going to fly right through. Like, 
when you make those statements or when you say, oh, the media was out to get us or when you make the statements of y'all were trying to talk us out of the tournament and you couldn't, when you say those things, it's time to back them up. And those fans, like our fans love that, when to like that and to run with it. But it's been a minute. And now there is some nuance in that of, oh, there wasn't a tournament that one, the one year. And there was, you know, upsets happen. You can say all that you want, but – Come seven ten tomorrow night, every single person in the bluegrass is going to be wanting to win a game because it's been way too long despite all the other stuff. You had the bad season. You had the year where you upset. You had the year where it was canceled. All in all, beside, put the nuance aside, it's been since P.J. Washington and Tyler Hero were here since you've won a tournament game. Yeah, and, and, and that's, and that's, that's and that not acceptable was, here, but we know Cal's not going anywhere. But win some games here and – and everybody's going to be you, quiet. Winning, <laughs> winning cures everything if you do it enough. Yes. And and to to get to the second step of winning, you got you got to get through the first step. And the first step is Providence. You you can't worry about K State or whoever you play in that second round until after about Friday night at midnight is when you can start yep. turning your attention because you're either a going home or b you're going back to your hotel and going to wake up and go through a practice on Saturday morning to get ready for for Sunday's matchup. So winning game one, and that, I think that's the approach. And, and Cal kept talking today. He wants his team to enjoy the full experience of the NCAA tournament. Well, the, they didn't get the full experience a year ago. They got the arrival, the open practice, and there were fans in here today from Kentucky. I would expect more as this tournament goes along. I would, too. We just had an official from here tell us that yesterday they were looking at about 12,000 of the 25,000 the stadium holds was sold yesterday. I would expect that number to go up last minute, people getting tickets. And we, some of these fan bases here don't travel extremely well. So I would expect you to have a good crowd in Greensboro. Yeah, this building, put. I think it has about this, I think they said about a similar capacity to what Rupp Arena has. It's not as big as Rupp Arena when you're in here, but it, the layout of it is there's not a bad seat in this place at all. You can sit in the top corner and have just as good of a view if you're sitting in the middle of the yeah. upper level. Like, there's there's not a bad seat. And I, I expect Blue to dominate this place tomorrow. Um, no North Carolina, no Duke. No. I think that that's a, a big deal, too. Especially Second closest school to here, maybe. Is it Xavier, probably? I'm trying to think. I don't know right off the top of my head that was I'm even trying to think who who was he, even here. But Pittsburgh, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know who the distance is on this. But either way, there's not a super close school to this place. No. And, and and it's not, like, super close for Kentucky, but there's enough fans, and it's close enough that, that there's a lot of people making drives. There's Kentucky fans. I know Kentucky fans all over the state of North Carolina and, and some that are making the trip here for the game tomorrow. But we talk about John Calipari and the, the pressure that's on him and things. Well, Let's talk about what happened today in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. So we're sitting here recording at five seventeen Eastern time. So we haven't got we haven't made it through the entire day. So if you listen to this podcast tonight or, or Friday morning, then that's why we're only talking about what's happened. But the story of the day is by far Furman defeating Virginia and how they did it. Yeah, and just in the dramatic fashion that, and that that's March. That's March at its best. That's March Early at its on, best for sure. you get a March moment that it will be on every highlight moving forward for the rest of time. Yeah. when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Just one of those plays and a wild shot and a wild ending. But let's talk about Tony Bennett's run here. You're, you're talking about the losing to a 16 seed for the first time ever. You follow it with a national championship. You lose to a 13. I think you miss, or miss the tournament, and then you lose to a 13 again. Like, And I know it's a different standard, right, at Virginia. It is a different standard. There's a different standard. But how would Kentucky feel? He would if, be here. If 20, if, well, how would Kentucky feel if 2019 – we do win it all. Yep. Would it change? I guess the question that I'm presenting, if you could take, and we were talking to Kyle Tucker about this, if you could take a five-year window 
and get the same output that Virginia's got. It doesn't have to be a 16, but you lose a first-round game, let's say like last year to St. Peter's, because Kentucky, fan, Kentucky fans probably felt the exact same way that Virginia fans felt losing to a 16 seed, losing a 2 to a 15. It happened. But if you do that and then you say, okay, somewhere in between that three- or four- or five-year window, you get a guaranteed national championship. You just don't know which year it comes. Would you take that? Would you take that five-year trade-off if you guarantee a national I championship? I think in hindsight or sitting here, we say yes. But I bet knowing our fans, if it came like it did with Tony <laughs> with Tony there, that it's been three or four years now yep. and you've it, lost in the first round and missed the tournament every year, kind of like Kentucky sitting now, they would still be talking. They can say they wouldn't, but they would still be talking. These fans are crazy here, Sean. They expect you to win the title every year, and I'm not and, excusing and what we've and seen. That's, that's what makes the, the beauty of it, right? Yeah. That's, that's why Kentucky is Kentucky. That's why. So in hindsight, yes, they would take. It. But then I think still they would be mad if we'd lost to three straight first rounds and missed a tournament. Absolutely. And you, you lose to, to double-digit seeds and then you lose to a 16 seed. I mean, it's not just it's not just losses in the tournament. It's losing to double-digit seeds. But you have a national championship and you have a banner hanging. And it shows what – also, there's a nuance there for Tony that he doesn't have the talent that Cal has. And I think that's a lot of fans' problem is, oh, we get this elite-level talent – but we haven't got the recruiting classes we used to get, and we haven't. And that's a different road for a different day. But the expectations well, are if, so high here. If you have that, if it, let's just it's it's not even an accurate comparison, really, because if if John Calipari has that run at Kentucky, and even though there is a national championship, or if you you get a run like that at Kansas or a run like that at Duke, then there probably there's definitely talk about replacing head coach because you're talking you missed a tournament the other three years, you lost to a double digit seed in the first round. When you were a higher, extremely higher seed, yeah, you have a national championship. Well, I mean, you see it in football all the time. Look at uh, national champions in LSU. LSU won, LSU won, and two years later, Ed Orgeron yeah, was Ed gone. Ed Orgeron's gone. Mm-hmm. You you go back to to Auburn and yeah, and Gene Chizik's gone. Like it's just there's expectations at certain programs that just winning a national championship doesn't do it for you. But a run in this tournament. A deep run. If Kentucky were able to make it to Houston and get to a Final Four and they don't win a national championship, I think it would do a lot of good for this program. I think John Calipari would earn a lot of good grace back. Here's my thing, Sean. I think even if you win these two games down here convincingly, and I don't know if we will, I don't believe we'll win these next two games down here convincingly. They'll be close. But I I think if you win these next two games down here convincingly somehow – I think as as polar opposite as this fan base is, I bet we fill up New York. You're able to – well, yeah, you're able to enjoy the NCAA tournament again, and I think that's what fans would tell you right now. Tomorrow's huge. They want – it is. Even if they just go to Sunday, and I I think that would still be a failure even though that we're seated differently than we should be. I think this team just wants to get that you haven't won in a while, a monkey off your back, and, oh, here's the guy that you picked over another guy. Well, you got to win the first one before you win the second one. Yeah. And I I think that that's obviously the hurdle that you want to clear. But – if you win the first two games and you get to New York City and you get to the Sweet 16, then Kentucky fans get to enjoy the opening weekend into the tournament and then they get to the enjoy week. the buildup. <laughs> and that's the most fun about this is the buildup from the previous weekend to the next weekend because the entire state's wearing, their, wearing blue. Everybody's listening to every radio show. Everybody's talking. Everybody's on social media. It's a lot of fun. And Kentucky basketball hasn't got to have fun this time of year in a long, long time. That's why this week is important. Uh, we've we've went on and on about this, though. We're Like I said, we're sitting here not quite courtside. We're in the, the crowd. We're in the media section here at Greensboro Coliseum, where Kentucky will take on Providence tomorrow night. Dylan, uh, we traveled down here together. 
uh, maybe we do this again before the weekend's over and, and talk a Kentucky win against Providence. And I uh, really appreciate you joining me and definitely like to have you back on here again sometime. I'm, I'm excited about where Kentucky's, Kentucky Daily is going and where I'm going to take this show moving forward over the uh, the next year. And uh, Kentucky making a run the NCAA tournament would absolutely be the perfect start. Yes, sir. Th- Sean, thanks for having me. And hopefully hopefully we're not driving home Saturday morning uh, talking about just another disappointment and hopefully that they can get the, the cats can get it back rolling again because this fan base I, they need it they need it and they deserve it but they've stayed faithful there's been some bickering there's been this and there's been that and i hate the divide that's kind of went wedged itself in there right now in this fan base but i think some winning would cure it all absolutely he's dylan ballard i'm sean smith we'll catch you next time on kentucky daily